Blog Talk Radio. All right, welcome to the auditory portion, the recording of True Health Tuesday. Let's get into it. We're going to talk about the respiratory system, which is amazing. Okay, so when we look at this, um, uh, every part of the system is uh, covered with mucous membranes to wall off any kind of pathogens, dust particles, everything. It's designed brilliantly. Now, it begins in the nasal cavity. Now, I want you to look at uh, or think about this. When you breathe in through the nose, that nasal breathing stimulates these mucous membranes, and that also activates immune system responses. Also, it creates a thing called nitric oxide, which allows the lungs, the tubes that feed the lungs are called bronchus, and it opens those up. It also vasodilates. Now, these are the blood vessels that flow into the lungs that also open up just through nasal breathing. In through the nose, out through the mouth. Now, what happens, you have a diaphragm that pulls this down, almost like a syringe, drawing the air in. And when you exhale, that diaphragm comes up, forcing the the air out. So you have this expansion and contraction. You also have the ribs that are trying to pop out and the lungs that are, have this contractile tissue that are trying to collapse. So there's a little space in between the ribs and the lungs. So there's always that, it's called interpleural space. And it, it's always just nice and fluid. And, and every time you breathe in and out, it, there's movement there. Now, the lungs are composed of these little tiny sacks of grapes called alveoli. And they're always expanding and contracting. But not all of the lungs opens and closes each time you breathe. In normal respiration, when you're at a resting state, you're typically only using the top third of your lungs unless you're diaphragmatic breathing. So these alveoli are where the action happens. And this is where they, they transfer the oxygen getting into the blood and get rid of the carbon dioxide. And you need that carbon dioxide oxygen transfer to give nutrients to the tissue, but also you're balancing the body's pH. Now, all of this, this control of the lungs, okay, like in the control of the flow of blood through the lungs has to do with the nervous system. Now, the nervous system, we have this automatic nervous system in two parts. One part keeps you alive under stress, and that's the sympathetic and that, that um, gets get you to run away from danger. The other, the parasympathetic, uh, is responsible for resting, digesting, and repairing. So when you're looking at this automatic nervous system, it's based on physical, chemical, and emotional stress, but also your perception of the environment. Now, you also have nerves in the neck that supply the diaphragm. And when, when I used to teach doctors, and they learn best through mnemonics. So C3, C4, C5 keeps you alive. That means, and you've got seven cervical bones, the middle portion of that is where the nerve, it's called the phrenic nerve, supplies the diaphragm. So you can imagine that if you compromise the nerve to the breathing muscle, the diaphragm, there, there's going to be an issue. This is why in any kind of breathing issue, you've got to look at the neck. And C3, C4, C stands for cervical. C3, C4, C5 keeps you alive. This is why looking at the structure or the nerve supply to that are, is vital. 
Now, the eight most common lung problems, and, and when you look at it, it's more like the lungs are the alarm to a systemic problem. It means that there's, there's something with how the body is not just transferring oxygen, but building healthy tissue. Asthma, COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, bronchioectasis, which is just huge. You're coughing up all of this, this phlegm and this mucus bronchitis, which inflammation of the bronchus, pulmonary fibrosis, sarcoidosis, high blood pressure, okay, and again, high blood pressure has to do with that, that blood flowing to the lungs and getting rid of the carbon dioxide, and lung cancer. So let's, let's go over this. Now, there's more lung issues too, like tuberculosis, cystic fibrosis, tuberous sclerosis, sclerosis just means hardening, um, allergies, colds, flus, coughs, lung cancer, pneumonia, emphysema, and ARDS. This is acute respiratory distress syndrome. Now, this is a sudden severe injury to the lungs from a serious illness. Um, like you could say COVID-19, but, but any type of respiratory um, uh, pathogen. Now, remember, viruses, funguses, and bacteria are not, they're not predators. They're not trying to attack you. They're scavengers. So in order to have a serious illness from the lung, you have to have damaged tissue. Now, a lot of people with acute respiratory distress syndrome are going to have to be put on a breathing machine called a ventilator until their lungs recover. Except the breathing machines also have a huge amount of problems and pneumoconiosis. Now, this is a category of conditions caused by inhaling something that injures your lungs, such as like black lung disease from coal dust, asbestosis is an example of that. So let's break it down. Lung disease, any problem in the lungs that prevents the lungs from working, there are three main types of disease. Um, many lung diseases involve a combination of these three. Now, airway diseases. Now, these are airways that affect the air tubes, and those the bronchus, bronchioles, and even the alveoli. Now, these, these carry oxygen and other gases in and out of the lungs. Now, they usually cause a narrowing or blockage of the airways, and this includes asthma, as a chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, or COPD, and bronchiectasis. They literally block the tubes that bring oxygen or air to the lungs. People with these diseases often say it's like they're trying to breathe out through a straw. They're literally, they cannot exhale. Now, the second category of disease, um, you're looking at uh, lung tissue diseases. Now, these affect the structure of the lung tissue. Scarring or inflammation of these tissues make the lungs unable to expand. Um, it's full, expand fully. Now, this is called restrictive lung diseases. This makes it hard for lungs to take in oxygen or release carbon dioxide. And this makes it hard for the lungs to do that oxygen-carbon dioxide transfer. And in people with this type of disorder, they feel like they're wearing too tight of a sweater or a vest. They have this pressure on their chest. Now, this would be pulmonary fibrosis, sarcoidosis, lung tissue disease. Again, we talk about tissue production. The other type is lung circulatory diseases. Now, these affect the blood vessels of the lungs. Now, they're caused by clotting, scarring, inflammation of the blood vessels. They affect the lung's ability to take up oxygen and release carbon dioxide. 
these diseases affect heart function because that heart is located right in between the two lungs. And its job, first job, is to get that blood coming from the body and funnel it to the lungs. And this is an example of uh, lung, lung circulation disease would be pulmonary hypertension. People with these conditions feel short of breath when they exert themselves. So we've got to look at the bronchus. And now these are the main areas that, are, that, that supply that lung, that oxygen going into the lungs and the carbon dioxide flow coming out. Now, in a normal airway, your body secretes this lubricant called surfactant. Now, you need proper hydration to produce the surfactant. If you don't have enough surfactant production, and again, this is a lubricant, kind of like WD-40 would be. It'd be a clear lubricant that allows that oxygen-carbon dioxide transfer to occur. Now, in asthmatic airways, this has, they, those people have 10 times the amount of mucus in their lungs than a normal person. Why? Because if you can't produce the surfactant, and again, it's a tissue production problem, um, your body is going to protect these alveoli in the bronchus by secreting mucus. Now, in an asthmatic attack, the, the bronchus, the airways, close and constrict. It, it means you're literally, you can't exhale. Um, because the airways are blocked with excessive mucus and also constriction of the bronchioles. Now, bronchioectasis, now remember, you've got these airways, and they usually have this beautiful fluid called surfactant. When you have an, a stimulation of the immune system or, or some type of pathogen is damaging those, those airways, then the body secretes this mucus to wall off those. Now, in extreme cases, such as bronchioectasis, that mucus is walling off this pathogen, and the, the airways literally fill up with this mucus. And when the pathogens are dying because the mucus has an immune system response to kill these, these, these um, scavengers, because they're literally going in there, the excess mucus production, then you have the dead pathogens, the dead virus, bacteria, the, the dust particles, everything that that mucus is designed to wall off. And this is why bronchioectasis, um, you're talking severe coughing. Now, when we look at emphysema, this is where the lung tissue is literally being damaged. And what you'll see, remember, the lungs have contractile tissue. They want to collapse. Um, the ribs have expansile tissue. They want to expand. So there's that the lungs are constantly trying to contract, and the ribs are constantly trying to expand. In emphysema, this is when the lung tissue has actually been damaged. And so the lungs start to contract, and the emphysema, the ribs start to expand out. And what, what presents, they call barrel-chested. And people, to get the diaphragm moving, are literally bending at the waist. They increase the pressure in their gut to force that diaphragm up, to force the air out. And then they lean back to have their organ tissue draw that diaphragm down, so the diaphragm is not working hardly at all because the ribs have expanded. It's kind of like if you bend your arm at 90 degrees, um, then your bicep is strong. If you straighten your arm all the way, your bicep is weak because the, the muscle fibers are stretched and muscle fibers are only strong when they're connected. Same thing with the diaphragm. 
So the air remains trapped in an emphysema. So it can't do that oxygen carbon dioxide transfer. There's also inflammation, excess mucus. I mean, this is a huge problem with doing, again, that oxygen transfer. But you're looking at contractile of the, of the lung tissue. So this means you're not expanding it very well. You're not expanding those lungs really healthy. Now, bronchitis, itis means inflammation. Bronchus are the air tubes that, that bring the air to the alveoli. So now, itis, or that inflammation, means, again, there's an increased mucus production. That means something has damaged those lungs. Now, the body, the inflammation, is actually a repair process. It's not damaging to the lung tissue. It's literally the body rushing blood to the area, increasing mucus production to wall off any pathogens. So the bronchitis is the body doing everything it can to heal. And so this is why we talk about breathing in moist air when you have bronchitis, moist, hot air, um, putting heat on the lungs because moist heat penetrates about two inches. And so if you put heat on the front and the back to increase that inflammation, because what is that inflammation? It's blood rushing to that area to help it. So let's boil it down. What are the real cause of lung problems? The general consensus is some factors that exacerbate lung problems, such as smoking, toxic exposure. Nobody's talking about the other contributing factors, such as medication. Now, anything that reduces lung function can lead to asthma and COPD. And we're talking over-the-counter pain medications, such as acetaminophen, um, all the non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, ibuprofen, Motrin, Aleve, all of those. Blood pressure medications can alter lung function. Allergy medications are incredibly damaging to the lungs. Antibiotics damage the lungs, and, and, and most other ones. Now, there's certain medications that are called respiratory depressants. Now, of all the medications that, that depress or that have a side effect are the over-counter medications, such as sleeping aids. Uh, now, the opioids, benzodiazepams, these are a lot more likely to cause severe respiratory problems. This is why when people are taking, have a severe pain and they're given morphine, morphine suppresses lung function. Opioids suppress lung function. Now, the most common respiratory depressants include opioids, alcohol, and central nervous system depressions, like anti-seizure medications, anxiety medications. All of these suppress lung function. So if you're working in a dusty environment, okay, or where there's toxins, you've got to get the right mask. Now, the insanity of the masking that they were doing to prevent a virus exposure doesn't work. Cloth masks, um, shirts over your head, even the N95 masks. I mean, none of these things are going to stop viruses from coming in or going out. The, with the purpose of a mask is to stop dust particles or toxic chemicals from getting into that lung tissue. So uh, avoiding toxic chemicals is the key. In 2015, a study looked at 167 participants diagnosed with COPD. More than 60% of the participants reported cleaning supplies as a trigger, 
and I, it has for COPD. And I got to tell you, I've got so many patients that use bleach, okay, as as a cleaning agent or ammonia. Never mix bleach and ammonia. That that produces a toxic chemical which can uh, suppress lung function and can kill you. Okay, but those chemicals used separately are also damaging. But more than 50% of the participants reported trouble as being exposed to perfumes, scented candles, insect spray. And about 50% also reported hairspray as a problem for their COPD. So it's really any type of chemical exposure. Because remember, all your, your airway pathways are lying with a thin film of mucus and if in healthy lungs, a thin form of um, surfactant. And anything that the body is designed to secrete more mucus to wall off these, these chemicals that your body recognizes as pathogens. So is this pathophysiology or is it an intelligent response? The normal lung response to inhaled substance, okay, then like exposure to environmental triggers like smoke, dust, pollen, the areas become narrow because the mucus increase, uh, um, uh, mucus secretion increases. They became inflamed to draw more blood to the area to utilize the immune system defenses. And the mucus um, is produced to trap these substances. This is why you're going to cough or sneeze because that mucus has been um, secreted to wall off the suspected pathogens. Now, in an asthmatic lung response to inhaled substances, the airways of asthmatics are hypersensitive to certain triggers. And this causes bronchoconstriction, where the airways constrict, it causes inflammation and excessive mucus production. So it's the similar response to a normal healthy person, but the asthmatic has a hypersensitivity, and that is not healthy. This is why they're trained for an inflammatory response. Now, in, in, in asthmatic patients, they have a Th2 response, which activates the immune system. And this is an inflammatory response. Now, there's a lot of medical procedures that we can't talk about that are actually contributing factors to this, um, this, this pathogenic issue. Now, anything that triggers inflammation can activate the immune system response. Now, antibodies are produced in the inhaled allergen, so when this person is exposed to the same allergy, they recognize it. So it's a sensitization of that. Inflammation results, thickening the airways, mucus production is occurring, and bronchospasms. I mean, in essence, asthma is the result of an immune system response of the bronchial airways. Now, that's according to the annual review of medicine. So 10 ways to improve lung function. Number one, avoid dust, fumes, other toxic damage. Avoid toxic chemicals. Improve your breathing, such as chiropractic care. We're going to be adjusting where the diaphragm inserts, adjusting the neck, adjusting the rib cage so that you get that good oxygen transfer. Remember, you've got to take care of that neck. That's the nerve to the diaphragm. Following a healthy diet. This means healthy nutrients, soluble fibers, absolutely increasing your water intake exercise, and look at essential oils like eucalyptus oil, ginseng, supplements such as NAC, that's N-acetylcysteine, fantastically good for the lung function. Any type of antioxidants like vitamin C, omega-3s, all of these things, and lots of water. 
and then reduce the chemical, physical, and emotional stressors. So when we talk about healthy lung function, realize that most of these lung diseases are not diseases. They're the body adapting, adapting to physical, chemical, and emotional stressors. And so you need proper nerve supply for a healthy lung. You need regular exercise. And this could be just as simple as, as practicing diaphragmatic breathing. Nutrition, remember, most of these things are an immune system response creating inflammation. So by eating in foods that help the inflammatory process, such as the antioxidants, this means all fresh fruit, all vegetables, actually have antioxidant properties which allow that inflammation to heal the tissue. Sufficient rest is the key because this is when your body regenerates and then prayer and meditation. Emotional stress can cause an asthmatic event or a lung issue. So prayer and meditation and your connection with a power greater than, than you gives you that humility and that stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system. Plus, it's a great way to live. This is Dr. John Bergman. Uh, God bless you. And stay healthy, my friends. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.